I'm Critter. I'm Jace. And we and should we be should working. working. God damn it. It's one, two, <laughs> say <Okay>. it. <laughs> All right. I'm Critter. I'm Jace. And, and we, we should, should be, be working. working. I fucking hate you so much. <laughs> <laughs> I said a check, check. Ah, uh, yeah. Check in the wreck and let's begin. Party home, I'm coming to my homes of hen. Party over here. Party over there. Check my derriere. Whoop, there it is. Let me hear you say. That's all I know. <laughs> That's way more than I know. <laughs> I don't think they actually say derriere. Let's see. <laughs> am I actually, am I hella quiet? No, you sound good. Your lines are moving much more than mine. My lines don't play. Nope. Maybe you're just eating your microphone. What? Are you actually like looking up the lyrics? I'm trying. But Um, these are not the lyrics that I recognize. This is like Goofy and Minnie. This is Disney version. Hold on. (laughs) Okay. They know it's your household. I... I feel like I just made all that up. I don't think any of that is like in the actual song. <laughs> Check it to wreck it. Let's begin. Party on, party people. Let me hear some noise. DC's in the house. Jump, jump, rejoice. Yeah, I didn't say any of that. <laughs> oh, they do say shake the derriere. I was right about that. Mm-hmm. Move your hands in the air. Shake the derriere. These three words mean you're getting busy. <laughs> Man, I should have been a rapper. Should have been. It's not too late. That's true. It only takes 10 years, right? It's the 10,000 hour rule. 10,000 hours? Yeah. Yeah, Joe was just saying if you have a singular goal for 10 years and work really hard and read a lot, then you can do pretty much whatever you want. And I I didn't have to. I mean, I guess I kind of read a lot just because code takes makes you read no matter what. But uh, yeah, I feel like that's. Like, even if it's true, it's useless advice because 10 years is a freaking long time, you know? I mean, if you just focus and prioritize something for an extended amount of time, it's it's going to prosper, right? Or yeah, Well, like hopefully. 10 years, though, you know? I, like, and not necessarily 10 years, but I mean, that the idea is 10 years. Can you imagine yourself doing it for 10 years? I can't imagine myself doing literally anything for 10 years besides, like, being a husband. That's pretty much it. And maybe your father? Well, they'll be like moved out by then. You know, maybe Thomas will still be around. Charlie's older than 10. You've already done it. Oh, I know. That's true. But 10 years ago, maybe I would have seen it for the next 10 years. I don't know. Point is, 10 years is a really long time. And if if somebody was like, yeah, you can do X. You just have to work on it for 10 years. I'd be like, all right, well, I guess I'm just not going to do it. (laughs) Because like, come on. But it depends what it is, right? Like it. Well, okay. So like, and this is kind of the uh, where my brain's at a lot lately is is this debate because we're we're at relatively, I mean, objectively cushy jobs that yeah. pay us well, and and we have an amount of stability that allow us to to you know use some of our free time to to branch out and whatever so like if you can just use that small amount of time or how much ever time you have that's just you know quote unquote free to like a hobby and i mean i've tried other things too but like 
just trying to figure out what I, I want to do every day. You know what I'm saying? And then yeah. just like building more like micro habits around the bigger thing that I want to do, but like making myself do the smaller things that eventually build up to support the bigger things. But like, yeah, I mean, so I'm, I'm down with that. Like, you know, I'm really into goals and stuff, but I, I think I would need much more frequent and consistent payoffs than working towards something without really getting any value out of it for years and years. But, like but it's a hobby, to... right? Like, yeah, like if you consider it a hobby, like this podcast, this is a hot, this is a hobby podcast. We don't make money off of it. But what's this it podcast isn't... working towards? Nothing at the moment, but it did help with like being able to talk about my ideas and the craziness that goes on in my head. I can't see myself even keeping any hobbies for for multiple years. But like, this is a hobby. This is our second year doing this. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm talking about like five plus years. Like, we're not going to be doing doing this in five years. Is that a challenge? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to be doing this in five years. I can tell you that. And You're not even doing it right now. If I did, it would have to be because it was like self uh, motivating, not because I was working towards something. I guess that's it. That's what I can't see. I can't see working on something for that many years when it's not intrinsically valuable. Right. And if it's just for the sake of like reaching some far off goal, then I'm just not, you know, I'll maybe give it like six months. Like marathon training, training for a marathon. That's that's the maximum amount of time I'm willing to invest in some far off goal. But all of your running isn't leading to something even bigger? No, it's, I run now just because it's intrinsically valuable for me. You have no like, say, no interest in doing like an ultra? I mean, maybe one day, but that's not why I'm doing it. Like, that might be cool, but that's not what motivates me, you know? Mm-hmm. There's only Other so much people that people can... knowing that you run and being impressed that you run is why you do it, right? I mean, I think I've thought about that more. I think at this point, it's just... Um, it's one for stress relief and two just because I've been running for so long that if I quit, I'd be like, well, what was it all for? You know, I'm just going to lose all my fitness now. Like I have to keep it going just because I've built up this amount of fitness and I can't lose that because then that would be sad. It'd be like making a lot of money and then throwing it all in the trash. Okay. So then it becomes like a lifestyle, right? Now, now you don't really have to like think about it as much. Yeah. It's just kind of habit. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely a habit at this point. Like, I feel off if I don't run. Do you find yourself being more cranky? Not more cranky, but definitely more stressed. And I've definitely, there have been times where I started to run super stressed about something, and by the end I felt way better about it. Is that because you stopped and pooped on the sidewalk? Did I tell you about that time I pooped in the middle of uh, Paris Mountain, like five miles away up the trail? Did I tell you about that ever? I believe so, yeah. Okay. I believe that's that. what I'm talking about, yeah. And I was talking <laughs> about like an outhouse would be like the best thing ever I was to find s- while you're running. So terrified that somebody would see me crouching like Gollum <laughs> behind a giant tree stump. And I'd scream, go away! <laughs> That'd be horrifying to walk up onto up, up that. It's like, uh, it's like one time... I went in the kitchen before Nancy. You might know this story too. And I saw a giant cockroach and I like started trying to chase it and track it down. And then she walked in all happy, like coming to talk to me and hang out while I was eating. And I was like, get out of here. 
just screamed at her because she hates cockroaches. <laughs> It'd be just like cash that. Focused. Mm-hmm. I need yeah. zero distraction. Just like last night, <laughs> that stupid cockroach last night. <laughs> you got attacked. Oh man, there's nothing worse than you're just sitting there hanging out, and then all of a sudden a cockroach runs down your arm. That's like some New York City crap. I mean, I, I don't even think I would jump if that happened. I would just like, oh shit, and knock it off. But if it was a spider, I'd definitely jump. Like, oh fuck no. And like, really? A spider's yeah. worse than a cockroach? For you? Well, I mean, I, I know that cockroach isn't venomous. Like, I'm not in any immediate danger, but like a spider, I just like, oh shit. I don't want to get bit by like a fucking recluse or like. <laughs> widow or anything that would suck so bad you're fine man the black widows and brown recluses they like they hide away they're not gonna come out of nowhere and bite you i know but that's what i'm saying if they're if they're just happened to be one like it's usually where they like the the wolf spiders they get yeah. a little more ballsy those ones fuck i've woken up to one like crawling on my shoulder in in the middle of the night and like Oof. it just rolled up and i like turned my head and it's just you could see just the silhouette of it on top of my shoulder and I was just like, oh, fuck. All right. Like, yeah, that would freak me out a little bit, too. Yeah, wolf spiders, they aren't, you know, they aren't, like, deadly or anything, but they can freaking hurt if they get you. And they're fucking creepy as hell. Yeah, that they're one all hairy. Was, that one was, like, I mean, it wasn't big, big, but its body was about as big as a dime. Have you ever seen the wolf spiders with the babies on their back? Like the mama wolf spiders? Only pictures, yeah. We saw one of those in the backyard one time. It was fascinating. Do you know what's really cool is the scorpions with all the babies on their back. Ooh, I've never seen that. That sounds dope. Yeah, it's, it's all their little pincers and shit, and they're all like larvae with pincers. Little baby yeah. pincers. Yep. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Scorpions are cool. Mm-hmm. This dude that I managed um, named Will, he lived in the Virgin Islands, and uh, he he said like scorpions were just everywhere there, and he would look over, and they would just be hanging out on the blanket, and he would like, you know, you're like, what's up? And carry it outside and stuff. It was just a normal yeah, everyday thing. They're in Hawaii. A bunch of, like, you see them often? Not often. They're, they're, they're little, they're like the little tannish clear ones. At least the ones that I've seen growing up. But, like, I remember because uh, they used to have the can collection program when we were in elementary school. And, like, one time we were, like, emptying out the bags of cans and there was just a scorpion in it. And I was like, what the fuck? I didn't know scorpions lived and we were like in elementary. So we like kept it as a pet for a while. Uh-huh. But, uh, and then I was like telling my sisters about it and like my family and they're just like, shut up. And yeah, whatever. And then one of my sisters that was doubting and hating fucking went to go take a shower like the next day or, you know, in the next few days. And there's a scorpion that crawled up the drain and was inside the shower, and she was just like, ah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't even know what I would do if I saw a scorpion. I can't. I've never <laughs> seen one. I don't know if that would be like a cockroach reaction or like a spider reaction. Like, I think like spiders spider are pretty reaction. cool. Well, like, uh, cane spiders in Hawaii are, they, they scare the shit out of just about everyone. Well, like sugar cane? Is that, do they hang out on sugar cane or something? Uh, I believe so. But, yeah, yeah. They're they're just they have they have a lot of legs, like super creepy. <laughs> Are they big? They they can get pretty big. Yeah, they can get to like maybe like almost a little bigger than the palm of my hand. That's pretty dang big. 
Yeah. And they're fast. But, I mean, they're really fragile, too. You can flick but, them, and the legs just go flying. You can, but they're, they're definitely fast. And they just scare the shit out of everyone. Like, yeah. Because you're just like, oh, it's such a beautiful... Oh, my God, what the fuck is that on the wall? <laughs> Here's a question. But the best in Hawaii is the centipedes. Oh, yeah, I got those big old ones. Big old, big old ones. ones. Yeah, you can be a dumbass like me and then step on one thinking you're going to kill it. But forget that you're wearing flip-flops and then the, the stinger comes back around and just bite. It like attacks you on the top of your foot anyway and you get bit. So don't do that. So I'm doing a get to know your team thing. And I want to ask you these questions that I'm going to ask my team? The team. Not you your team. I don't care about your team. Oh, okay. You can get Whatever. to know your team if you want. I don't want to know your team. I know my team. You don't know him like I am going to get you to know him. I don't know. Never mind. Um, <laughs> all right. Like to get out of that train. So, thought. <laughs> you're going to think, no. That's what that's what Nancy's mom always says. If you insult her, you'd be like, you're stupid. She'll be like, you're going to think stupid. <laughs> it's just her, her stock comeback. It's a good one. All right. Name your three superpowers. Oh, man. I don't even know. Up to three superpowers, I guess. Where are my superpowers? Honesty? Mm. Is that a superpower? I think so. It's really hard for a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, I I, I definitely am. I, I, I come as I am. Like, I don't... Do you, get, do you tell people that. what you really think about... Like, do you give them feedback? If I have to. <laughs> if... Mm. If some in some way, shape, or form, by like raise or you know salary is affected, if I don't, then I will. All right. Yeah, I think that's legit. I think honesty is one for you. But three superpowers. I mean, I I learn things really quick. Like I pick up things, and then like my memory. I have a really solid memory for a bunch of things. But I guess maybe those three. I feel like learning and memory are kind of the same. You just want to do that so that I have to pick another one. Well, no, I'm trying to work through if they actually are the same. Is there a way to learn know. things quickly but have a bad memory? I mean, some people are just talented, right? And and are just gifted. So it's not even necessarily... They just pick up something and they know how to do it intuitively. That's the word mm. I was looking for. Intuitively. Intuitively. Indubitably. What about uh, humor? Is it my superpower? I think no. So there, there was a, um, I guess a meme that I, I reposted on Facebook, and like it probably got the most reaction out of any Facebook post that I made, and and it said, um, "People, people say I'm funny, but I think I'm mean, and people just think that I'm being funny." <laughs> and it's something like, I, I believe that's what the actual quote was maybe it was it was it was something like that but that's that's the sentiment and uh yeah it got like a big reaction at the time and it's just like oh yeah that's probably pretty spot on well do you think that like do you think that people laugh more on work meetings that you're on than the ones that you aren't on I think there's opportunity. I mean, I'm usually quiet in most work meetings unless I'm 
I'm leading something or I have to like demo something. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm, I, I usually only speak when I have to in, in like a work group setting or try to, right. but I mean, if alcohol is involved, then, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, whatever happens, happens. There's gotta be something else. Like another thing. Another superpower, yeah. I feel like it's like right on the tip of my tongue. Someone someone said that consistency. How about that? Uh sure. Yeah. What did someone say? Uh someone said that I I made it easy for them to be included in things. Like it, it was like an internet at the time. And and I was just like, What? And he's just like, yeah, when we were all out at like happy hour, he would like kind of was just in his own world because, you know, an intern at a new company and all that, all that stuff. It's a little social pressure. And then I just randomly would like, be like, what do you think? And look at him. You know what? You know how I do when I'm like drunk and stuff and I'll just randomly mm-hmm. pull in somebody else that's near us. <laughs> yeah, that, that kind of stuff. You're just a, you're a better teammate when you've been drinking. You should just day drink. Everybody will love working with you. <laughs> I mean, in, in all in all honesty, uh, weed is probably the better choice for that day smoke. Hella productive on on some weed for sure. <laughs> all right, uh, what are your blind spots? Uh, emotional triggers, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't. And and it usually has to do with like uh, I mean fucking obviously you know in retrospect has to do with me taking care of myself physically and mentally in my personal life as well as you know but uh, yeah I can get upset or um, tunnel vision <laughs> in a pursuit at times that that but that's, you, a, that's one like how. <sighs> If I were your teammate, what would, how would I use that information? Like, do you know what it is that people do that make you, that trigger you? Not always. I mean, it's it changes, right? Because I, I deal with it. I don't like just let it fester anymore. I used to, for sure. So you're just like, you might say something that'll set me off, and I can't tell you what it might be or how to not do it. But just FYI, <laughs> I might freak out sometime. Well, I'm I'm getting a lot better now, and I think I don't know. Maybe this is just with age, but like I'm I'm maybe this even sounds bad. I'm a lot better with allowing people to just be themselves, no matter how fucking annoying I find them. <laughs> uh-huh. And like, and then I just go, and I don't need them in my life every day, so I just won't respond to them today. <laughs> kind of stuff, you know. Give myself, I set my own boundaries. Just like, I'll talk to you once in a while. We'll be like one of those catch up acquaintances every yeah, not so a often. Consistent relationship, yeah. Yeah. I feel like, uh, I don't know. Like, I feel conflicted about this because I said honesty was your superpower, but now I'm wondering if vulnerability might be one of your blind spots. Maybe. Trust Could is a blind both? spot. But yeah, yeah maybe that's with, what it is. Yeah, trust. that could be a vulnerability as well. But I don't know. Or like fear of abandonment. I'm not. I'm not really afraid of people abandoning me. Just. I mean, you have abandonment issues. You've talked about that before. Sure, in in some sense, but it, like, I, it's more about 
it's more about the wasted time. It's not about like the person leaving. Is there anybody in the world that you do just like totally trust? Like a hundred percent. I don't know about a hundred. I don't know if anybody really trusts anybody a hundred percent. Yeah. I don't know if I, I mean, some people are pretty close. I mean, Dickie, Dickie definitely is up there. Would you be like, how upset would you be if he just was out of your life? I'd be upset, but I mean, we we talk like just over messenger every once in a while. It's not like a a huge thing. Our, our friendship is like I don't know. I think with the more secure a friendship is, the less you have to talk, the less frequently you have to talk to like still maintain that trust. You you kind of hit like a yeah. threshold, and you're just like, oh yeah. If if you're if you're at that level, I mean, awesome, cool, yeah, and just. Hit me up if you need help at any time. Otherwise, do your grind. I mean, mm-hmm. that that's the... Yeah, it, it almost feels like uh, you get in other people's way, in a sense. You know, like if you're always hanging around. Like, because I have a bunch of free time and he doesn't. So he, he uh, if he's working a bunch and he's working different hours and I'm harassing him when I have a bunch of free time, say in the evenings and he has the evenings. You, you know what I'm saying? It just becomes more of like a a burden for him to respond. But like, if he ever needs something, he can definitely text me or call me at any time and vice versa. Yeah. All right. So you are, you are capable of trust, but it's really, really, really hard for somebody to earn it. It's not really hard. I think I don't allow. Okay. So I think it's two part. I think I'm, I'm a little old school. With, like, you know, earning a man's trust kind of thing. You got to have, like, their back and, you know, all that shit. So, like, there's there's some work there that needs to be done. But, like, also, I don't allow for even any of those scenarios to happen in my life anymore. So, how could anybody earn my trust on that scale? Right? So, it's like... Any what scenarios? Like, getting into fights or, like, you know being drunk uh, in public and there, there's been some of that but like some of the more extreme times of me being drunk in public and and whatnot but whatnot yeah, yeah. i mean i i trust sheena a ton now that sheena really i'm remembering yeah yeah she's like we don't talk very often but like we we were really good friends like we go happy hour all the time and like it was always just about like drinking having a good conversation and then making sure each other got home safely like uh-huh. and that built that built a lot of trust because you know you have somebody that checks in on you after you got home and it's like oh yeah that's thank legit, you that yeah. you know it's like a solid like hey i care yeah yeah all right so you got uh emotional triggers and trust anything else any other blind spots like weaknesses that others should know about you if they're gonna be working closely with you I'm a contrarian. I mean, like contrarian, almost like I, I thought that was like almost. A I mean, it's like um, no, because remember Terry called me out on it, right? Or maybe he did them the chat, but yeah, he called me a contrarian. I was I like a natural born contrarian. I was like, oh shit, maybe. But huh. do you do you do do you know do you like intentionally do that? Or you just naturally? I, I'm ever since he ever since he called me out on it, like because I I didn't think I didn't even think about it, but like he, yeah, he called me out on it, and then I was just like, oh shit! So I'm more aware of it now. So like, if I am in an argument, I'm like, am I doing this just because 
I fucking love arguing, or is this why? <laughs> yeah. All right. There's a lot of that now. I buy that. Um, what do you want more of? Oh, that's a good one. I don't know. I think I think I'm good. I don't I don't think I need more of anything at the moment. I think I'm more in a space of needing to utilize what I have currently, like in a more productive manner. Like, okay, like I so have it's... I have a solid work life balance, so I, I I I have time, like to build these hobbies, like we're talking about, and I do try to do that often. What about- what about even just at work, like more accountability, more time spent with, I don't know, like working with data, if that's something that you're into or, you know, anything like that? Or are you just totally happy with the, the work that you're doing? And the support that I you're think, getting? I think I think this is like the, the me getting older thing, too. It's like I still I. So, of course, it's not perfect right now, but everything's in place for it to be perfect. What I think is perfect in my mind in the near future, if that makes sense. Like all this, all the right steps are taking. It, it's just the different timeline, right? It's kind of what we talked about with that. Uh, the epiphany that I had immediately from the staff engineering book was like, it, it's, it's a different timeline that you're playing with to get to mm-hmm. like that, that gratification. So like, we're like refactoring a bunch of stuff and doing like a overhaul and the redesign and everything. So it's, it's like upgrading to all the latest and greatest in, in PHP and Laravel and blade and yada, yada and all this other stuff. But then, you know, you got, you got, uh, I mean, me, Jeff and Abel all vying to m- maybe convert to next JS and react and TypeScript in the near future as well. And then just do like a whole nother iteration. And that's like a whole nother thing. I mean, it's like, and it's very possible and we can even just do it in little small apps for like different parts of the site and stuff. I mean, it's like, it's interesting because it's, it's almost being like uh, set loose on a, on like a client's site, you know, with their guidance in a bit, but like without, 95% 95% of any red tape, which I mean, there has to be some red tape no matter what, because business logic and whatnot, but everything's just so easy. Like all the conversations are easy. We just hop into a call pair program and he like issues that one of us don't have, you know what I'm saying? So it's just like, yeah, it's all, everybody wants the same thing. There's just business logic and like, other people besides just the developers that work here. So you have to take it to their account and like go through the process of everybody getting on board of something moving in a certain direction. And then well, then, what about like more, I don't know, like more complex problems, more, um, more uh, challenge or more really, really senior people you can learn from or anything like that, like growth. What what am I trying to learn? I mean, my boss is, he's been, CTO at this company for 15 years and I talked to him directly for most things. I mean, like, it's but like, are you it, happy with the amount of growth you're getting? Yeah. Huh? Fair well, well, yeah. I mean, we, and we've, we've talked about that in several episodes, I'm sure. And my blowout about being a tech lead, but you know, yeah, that was a while ago though. It, but I'm still kind of in that, that same area. I know, I know my boss wants me to do 
eventually be manager and all that. And I'm, I'm fine, but I'm fine with it because it's like, it's the same pace. Like there's not this panic that, you know, if I don't get something finished by, you know, the end of sprint, then I'm just going to have like to answer 50 different calls with 50 different people and just get reprimanded for no reason. It's like, Dude, shut the fuck up. It'll take one extra day. It will do an emergency push. I, I don't. What is the fucking big deal? Like instead over here, it's just like, oh, yeah, don't worry. We're not going to launch this on Friday anyway. So we'll probably do it like Tuesday. And it's just like, oh, shit. So that gives me like all weekend if I need to do updates. Awesome. You know what I'm saying? Right. It, it, it's just shit like that. Then last question. What do you want less of? Mm. And this is still the same context of work, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, damn, that's a uh, interesting. I want less. I know it's not going to be less meetings. Yeah, I, I can bear uh, that. Yeah, I have. I only have. I think uh, forty-five minutes scheduled weekly, and then an extra half hour scheduled bi-weekly. <laughs> God, I've got. 25 hours i think this week and that's not as bad as some people yeah sometimes they become optional too it's free it's very interesting and you're just like oh shit i'm like kind of out here in outer space unless i reach out to someone uh sorry so wait less less of something um i don't really know actually uh oh i do know something i would like more of and enable now that I'm thinking about it, is code reviews. And do you say like able the person? Yeah, yeah. Because we you want we him to do more it. code reviews. No, no. We we talk about it. We're just like we should probably try to get code reviews in here because it's kind of it's very much the honor system as well. So it's just like oh, there's having aren't reviewing sort of, each other's code at all. I mean, we we are, but it it's definitely not a blocker. Like you don't need approvals. Like you you don't. Uh, I see. Some people still are in the old system where they don't even make a PR. It's just straight to dev. And then that goes out to the testing. And then they, well, they just test on the test server. Like, like they do stuff to develop locally and then throw it to the test server and then see if it fails there. Man, that's the wild west. I haven't worked like that since like before phase two, I think. But it's less hectic than... Yeah, I mean it. It, it it's st- everything still goes pretty smoothly, but yeah, putting in a few more steps to annoy everyone for a little bit until they realize that it's actually good to, you know, go through a few steps. Uh-huh. But yeah, that's why I have like the the linter going and stuff in the new repo. But yeah, that makes sense. You think anybody would argue with with wanting to get more formal code review? Yes, but I think I think it's like this the same maybe anxiety-driven answers and arguments that, you know, even I've given in the past of like, but this needs to get out now. I, why do I have to wait for somebody? They're not even on. They're, 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 they're at their lunch. Just fucking approve it. Just fucking approve. Just merge my fucking cook, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember it's probably like 2011 or something. Uh, there was a... There was a project that I had to hop on that they were using Drush to do builds, and it took like five minutes every time. And that was the first time I'd seen that. I was so used to like you push a change, and it's just immediately on the dev environment. 
And I was like, this is so horrible. <laughs> like, why would I wait five minutes for it to build my code base? This is we're not we're getting rid of this immediately. <laughs> you know, and now it's like yeah. five minutes is nothing for a build. Yeah. Well, same with like the TypeScript libraries and stuff like that. You're just like, why? Why is it giving me errors? I just want I just want to test this code. Why do I have to define it? It doesn't fucking make why this is so. St- and then like after it's done, you're like, oh, my goodness, it's so easy to add to this. And remove this. <laughs> it's so I know, nice. <laughs> I know exactly what's going wrong on the exact uh-huh. lines. <laughs> yeah, it's like design right. systems as well. You want to hear my answers and see if they seem legit to you? Sure. I still don't know what I would do less with. I don't know. Let me tell you what I want less of and yeah, see if it see if they resonate. Uh I want less of small talk. Like that one. I mean, I can imagine you have a ton of it. Oh yeah, I guess you don't really have a lot of small talk, huh? With no with no meetings. No. And it's usually genuine interactions too. It's like just talking to a friend. It's like, oh hey, how's it going? Yeah, no, no problem. Yeah, you know, yeah. I have to go. I have to go do blah 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 in twenty minutes. Okay, cool. You know, I have to go pick up my dog anyway, kind of thing. And then you know, you work for twenty minutes and then peace out, and then come back and reconvene whenever. Yeah, I think small talk is particularly bad with people that you only talk to like once every few weeks. But yeah, if I have a a monthly one on one with some random stakeholder, then there's definitely pressure to start with really annoying small talk. I hate that crap. Yeah. All right, so that's thing number one on my list. So thing number two Speaking is... Speaking of which, though, I uh, I got my dog groomed. Did you know that? Is this... Are you making small talk? Sure. Uh, or are you talking about how you had to make small talk with the groomer or something? What is no. what is happening here? I'm just telling you. I got my dog oh. groomed. Thanks for telling me. I'm really no glad, that you, I'm glad to know that. <laughs> uh, I want less of reading long docs. I don't know. Do you have to read a ton of long docs? Sometimes people will share a doc with me that's like 10 plus pages and it has no summary. About what though? Just about like, I don't know, like OKRs, uh, like the vision for something, some product specs or I don't know, like a plan for a new team or I don't know, just rant, whatever it is. And uh, it's, I just can't stand. Like I scroll through it really quick just to see how long it is. And I'm just like, oh no, this is so bad. So would like a TLDR... Help. I just think, I mean, a TLDR would help, yeah. But I think in general, almost nothing needs to be more than like two pages long. Dude, you know, a little bit of ta- a side tangent. Um, I think it's CNBC, the the little mobile site. They do the TLDR. They give it in like five bullets up top. And that's all I'll read. I, I know. Like, I love that, that's man. Much, that's as much news as I ever ingest. And that's not very often. <laughs> yeah, that's my, that's my favorite, too. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, and the last thing I want less of is sitting at my desk. I've gotten into going to coffee shops and stuff lately since school started, and it's it's awesome. I Do you like also have a stand up? Is that a standing stand desk? Yeah, it is a standing desk. I never I never use it for that though. Um, like once a quarter. How do you like I'll the coffee shop thing, especially with so much meetings? I um, I, the the meetings don't really matter as long as I have a good headset with like a, a mic that does a good job of um, blocking background noise. Like people can't hear any background noise. I'm always worried about that. And they're like, no, I can't hear anything. Um, but I, I just really like it. I mean, that I pay for the thing at Panera where you can get infinite coffee. And mm-hmm. so I'll just go sit at Panera for like four hours, a lot of mornings and take meetings there and whatever. I don't know why it feels better, but it just feels better to get out 
of this environment somehow. I have I have been thinking about that too, like just fucking going somewhere. But I've even gone a little crazier in the thoughts. I don't know if we talked about this, but getting the Starlink, where it's like you, oh, so you can go anywhere. Fucking, yeah, yeah, just fucking go like at the top of Spencer's Butte for fucking some calls or some shit. I don't know. Could you not? Could you uh, tether to your phone too? I probably could. Yeah. I mean, and and for the work I'm doing, like it's I can mostly do it on localhost, like a bunch of it. It just has to do a few React calls, and then I can just cash in, let it loop on itself while I just use dummy code or dummy data, essentially. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's sometimes where the Wi-Fi at wherever will be crappy, and I'll use a um, I'll tether to my phone. I've never really had like bad enough Wi-Fi that I couldn't take calls, so that hasn't been. A problem so far yeah it just feels good it makes me happier i can feel it like all day after i am out of the house for a while as opposed to just sitting here day after day all day long well i know like even just walking my dog for an hour in the morning has helped a ton with like oh, yeah. breaking it up yeah, yeah like no matter what before i work I'll, I'll walk him for an hour the what i really like I've had ever since I started managing the second team, I've had some days where I don't have a lunch break. I'm usually like really stern about I have an hour of lunch and I leave my desk and stuff. But mm-hmm. sometimes I'll have meetings from 10 to 5 to straight. And that just makes me miserable. Like seven straight hours <laughs> of not getting up except to like go pee. I hate it so much. and I'm just dead by the end of the day. And you can't like shut them off and do some like curls or something like shut off the video. Usually not because I'm... <sighs> Like at this point, I have so many meetings that I absolutely have to be on that I've pretty much gotten out of all the ones that I don't absolutely have to be on. So like all the meetings I'm on, I have to be actively speaking, you know, and engaged. I, don't, I barely ever have a meeting where I'm just listening. Why would you choose that? To take on the second team? To just have your job and all this noise <laughs> that you're talking about. It sounds miserable. I have. Uh, I You're going to regret asking that question. <laughs> um, I was re- rereading uh, the manager's handbook and it had the section on like why would you even want to become a manager Yeah, and they say there's two reasons one is finding joy in the leverage of a higher performing team and two is finding joy in a team's personal growth and I was like oh yeah that nails it like both of those are so fulfilling to me um, and so taking on a second team just means I get to do more of it you know especially because mm-hmm. my first team was pretty functional it was just like kind of chugging along like a well-oiled machine and i didn't really have that much that i needed to work on fixing so another team's like more crunchy opportunities to actually make a difference and it just feels good i feel fulfilled even though it's exhausting so that's why i just like that feeling and the meetings themselves aren't like i don't mind the meetings i just uh it's just tiring you know but every i, I never have a meeting anymore where it's like that was a waste of time like they all feel solid and worthwhile now the one-on-ones are a lot, though. I have like 20 plus one-on-ones every single week. That's so many. It's, and how long is are they? Lot, yeah. Like 30 minutes? Yeah, half an hour each, yeah. Do you ever go over? Um, I stack them all back-to-back, so I can't really go over. <laughs> but I'm pretty much like one or two minutes late to every single one, which is actually a problem. <laughs> I'm trying to work on that. It's super disrespectful. Yeah, you're an asshole. Everybody that was all... Uh, oh, yeah, that's what I want less of. All right, I want more of working on culture, which I'm actually getting a lot of that now with that new team. Um, 
public speaking just because it's scary and I want more experience and practice so it'll be less scary. And more writing. I don't have a lot of time to write much these days because I'm in meetings all the time. Why don't you write in meetings? If I could write to get out of meetings, I totally would. Write during meetings and then people yell at you for writing in the meetings and be like, sorry, this has to get done. And then just shut it off and then be like, what is he working on that's so important? And then just never tell anyone. I'm <laughs> just like over here playing eight ball pool or something. Multiplayer. Sure. I've never managed to like some people are pretty good at multitasking in meetings. I've never gotten to figure that out. Like I'm always super obvious. And every time I try it, somebody will ask me something and it's just like, wait, what? What did you just ask me? And everybody knows, you know, I'm not sneaky enough. I have to focus. Yeah. All right. Here are my superpowers. Uh oh. Um, uh oh. Listening and empathy. Starting interesting discussions. This is one that that's one that Joe called out. I never thought about that before. But after he said it, I was like, yeah, I, I throw in some banging lean coffee cards. My blog posts always kick something off like retros are way duller without me there. So I feel pretty, feel pretty good about them. Yeah, Joe still. Um, and team gelling, obviously. Cool. My blind spots. I don't care about code anymore. If anybody How's starts talking to me spot? about what? How's that blind spot? Because I'm an engineering manager. I manage engineers, and sometimes they want to talk about this stuff. And so I try you really just hard need to manage them. You don't need to know about their little fucking obsessions. <laughs> but sometimes managing them means mentoring them on their job, and that means getting no, in the just code. Find somebody that. It's proper to mentor them for you. Well, that's my strategy more. these days is to try and find them an actual like technical mentor. Um, and then that's also the right like way to go. Don't have somebody that's not technical fucking man or like try mentor. to do some technical management. It, it fucking sucks. I've also realized that I'm just not like my experience was so uh, specific, maybe. You know, like I did so many years of Drupal client sites mm-hmm. and now I'm like managing a team that has a 20 terabyte MySQL database and they're talking about sharding and switching to like horizontally distributed solutions and um, any giggle like every time you hear raid zero and sharding. Yeah. <laughs> I never thought about that, actually. Um, but it's just sort of like I have zero experience to even add to this conversation. Like I've. You know, I thought I was a good, I, I, I'm i a good Drupal engineer, but I'm not a good engineer in general. It just doesn't, I mean, doesn't extend. This makes so, it a surprise as a surprise to you, but you've never contributed to any conversation ever. I've contributed to so many Drupal conversations. You don't even know, None. like literally tens of Drupal like conversations. Like the good, good? Yeah, I, I was in that good, good. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm decent at writing SQL. And that's pretty much what I got out of being like a decade of engineering so anyway that's a blind spot for me because i constantly am in conversations where i'd be more valuable if i cared about code but i just kind of fade fade out uh i care too much about being liked obviously mm-hmm. and long-term planning that's another yeah, thing vision. where i just kind of zone out i'm all about the short to midterm but if you're talking about like a year plus out i'm like that's that's yeah, we just, just talked we about this it's just stupid. Let's just not even think about it. Let's just do yeah, what's right that, right now and it'll work itself out. That's why that 10-year idea just doesn't even register with you. You're just like, what the fuck? 
Yeah, because you don't know what's going to change by then. Like, it just seems so, such a but waste of time. But that's the point. But, but the point is to just focus on something with that kind of, like, intensity that you're going to do it for 10 years. And the idea is that no matter what, things are going to change. But then why am I making a plan for it, knowing that the plan... And I get the whole, like, plans are relevant, but planning is vital or whatever, that cliche. Plans but rarely work out. I just don't... I don't know. I, I I usually feel like if you plan the best thing for the short term, then in aggregate you'll be doing the best thing for the long term too. I believe in that, but I mean there there's I I don't know. It, it's different in in ways. Like there there's something that uh like the open mics and stuff. Like all of that. The the idea with that is that like if I take it seriously and do it consistently as often as I can and really go for it in 10 years, I would be good enough for something. Right. But then like along the way, I have to like along the way, I have to do a bunch of steps, like grow balls and get on stage. Uh, and then once on stage, then I have to be funny and then I have to like tighten it up and then get in front of as many crowds as I can in front of as many stages as I can and, you know, see what happens and just build and build and build and build. But, like, in, in all that, I have to meet people, I have to socialize, and we have, like, a whole other friend group. Like, so much has to happen in, in just that pursuit in itself. But then you just break it down further from there. It's just a different perspective. Zooming in and zooming out. <sighs> Yeah, I feel like I'm better at this about life stuff than I am about work stuff. Like the three year, the 12 week year, it's like you have like a 10 year vision and then three year goals and then 12 week goals, you like break it down. But for work stuff, I remember Wayfair used to do six months planning processes, like you plan out the next six months at a time. Yeah. And I, I always hated that. It was just like that is so long that <laughs> anything we plan out more than like two months in advance is just going to be totally wrong. You know, we we know that there's no chance we're going to do that because things will priorities will change. Things will break that we didn't think about, whatever competition will come up. Um, and it just seemed like such a huge waste of time. And I don't know if that's because technology moves faster than life or something like three year goals. Actually, oh, it definitely still does. seem pretty solid. But three year technology goals are like way off. Well, I mean, we felt that forever being developers. I mean, even back when you pretended that you knew how to code. You were still like having to learn new things all the time. Yeah, yeah. You could you could have a full time job of just learning, and you still never be able to keep up with all the stuff there was, all the changes. We're upgrading to Laravel eight, like right now in this in this redo that we're doing, and there's fucking Laravel nine already this year. <laughs> oh god, <laughs> that sucks, man. Yeah. So I mean, then it's not even that big of a change. So we could probably just up up the number again, but. Yeah, oh, I mean, annoying. it just it just keeps going. Yeah, it, it never it never stops. But I mean, it, we do it to ourselves too because then we have like our favorites or whatever, right? And then like you know, we we keep trying to push React again back into JavaScript and having the whole stack just be JavaScript because then it's easier to hire people for JavaScript. It's easier to teach JavaScript. It's easier like you you have all the you you know you have all the parameters and it's just like the same standards, the same everything just tighten it up tighten it up boy did you ever watch um 
it called? Uh, Workaholics? Nope. Oh, man, really? That surprised yeah, me. That was a good one. Yeah, it, it, it's one of those ones where I, I missed the boat. Like, I probably didn't have cable when it was on mm-hmm. or something. And then, uh, or maybe I was just going to school and working when it was on and just didn't have time. But uh, I know the people from it. Well, I recognize two of them very often. And then one of them, I'm just like, mm-hmm. oh, that's the third guy from Workaholics. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder if it holds up. I kind of want to watch it again and see if it's still funny. Um, yeah, it might, right, the it last, might be one of the ones. The last section of my getting to know you slides is about me. And you basically have like three little tiny sticky notes things to fill in. So here's mm-hmm. what I did. I did married with four boys. I did. Why did you marry run, four boys? Married. I only married one and she was actually a girl. But then four they boys. Said you're married with four boys. I'm married with one girl and four boys. You married that, with four boys. I'm married with four girls. You are married and have four boys. I, I yes, I are married <laughs> <laughs> with four boys. <laughs> I are baboon. <laughs> um, reading, writing, and running, and then. Daily blog and terrible podcasts. That's about me. And you have to share this with people. Yeah, with like my teammates. What would your about me say? What are your three like bullet points? Boring, boring, boring. Group in Hawaii. Boxing. Uh, group in Hawaii MMA. Um, uh, blunt. Yeah. Uh, May offend you. Will offend, not may. Will offend you. <laughs> it's a matter of when, not if. Uh-huh. Well, you got self-awareness on point. I respect that. I mean, it all it all builds on itself, man. When you, yeah. You see what time it is? It's go time. You know what that means? It means my one-week vacation officially starts now. Oh, are you on vacation next week? Yeah. Awesome, because I can't make it to this time next week. Oh, to the thing? To the potty? Podcast, yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Actually, Eric was scheduled for next week, so I pushed him back a week. No, just cancel it. We don't want that fucker on here anymore. No, He's he like wants the, to talk the about... five things. He, um... Oh, God. By the way, I haven't published an episode in like a month. I've been so dang busy with work, I'm like way behind on... We've got like we know where your priorities there. are. You don't. We, well, I'm not trying Chad to hide that. Or whatever the fuck that guy's name is is sad. Oh, uh, Brent. Brett. Yeah, Brent. Brent is it Brent sure. or Brett? Brent or Brett? I'm so sorry. I'm looking it up right now. I think it was Brett because it's like Brett the Hitman. Yeah, it's Brett. I think I called him Brent in a previous episode. Ooh, you're such a dick. I just I'm sorry, him Brett. Like an asshole or something. I'm sorry. I mean it. I do it for flair. I just um, found the last email he sent me, and it included the words HR wet dream. What Fred was is, HR wet dream? Fred is the coolest. Uh, let's see. Um, I worked remote for years before COVID, so I feel like I have that OG experience. And one of my worst work experiences was the startup company that was fully distributed and would have us all meet up quarterly. This is a great idea. The problem is they would fill 100%, 110% of the time with scheduled work. Most of it felt like therapy. It was some HR wet dream where everything was forced and awful and you were paired off and had to present your findings to a room of people who were all so bored in all caps. 
all I wanted to do was be left alone in a room with my team to build some kind of actual human rapport um, and then bond like humans. Yeah, I like Brett. He's a good one. <laughs> Did he ever respond to coming wanting to come on here? I don't think I ever yeah. emailed him. Oh, but I mean, if you ever released the episodes, maybe he would hear it and then. Yeah, on. let me actually just start a draft right now so I won't forget to email him again. You will. No, draft is in there, and I can't stand having an open draft. I see it there in the sidebar, and it drives me crazy. You're dead to me. I have two drafts right now. (gasps) Ooh, see, I told you. Oh, the other one's just empty. Draft doesn't mean it's gonna get sent. All right. Um. Oh, but Eric wants to come on and talk about the luck surface area, which he says is not a real thing. What the fuck is a luck surface area? It means if you multiply the work that you do by the sharing of it then that rectangle that you get is a luck surface area like you're maximizing your opportunity for luck for like lucky situ for opportunities to develop but if you just do a lot of work and don't share it then it's a really small rectangle you know um and to me that makes total sense like you want to maximize the luck surface area but he's like i don't, I don't think that's real so we'll see why he doesn't think that's real. Probably he'll convince me it's not real. I don't know. I've been having a hard time with like those. Everybody wants to boil, you know, one, one thing down to some sort of graph or chart or statistic is just like, okay, but what if it's not, it's just like, no, no, but it is, it is, it is, it is. Yeah. All right. I hear you, man. I, I read a blog post recently called insight porn which is all about like how people are addicted to just like these little nuggets of things that sound really smart. But then if you actually try to put them to use, like they're nothing, you know, yeah. there's like no substance. Like Or like pa- they, they omit a bunch of stuff so that they can say it in a certain way. And it's just uh-huh. like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, technically that's true. Good job. Yeah. Like the example the blog post used was, uh, you know, who Paul Graham is Y Combinator yep. guy. He, if you've heard of Hacker News, it's like the company that runs Hacker News. But um, he, one of his famous quotes is, because uh, he like he helps people build startups. His quote is like, "Envision the future and then look at the present and build what's missing." And everybody's like, "Oh yeah, that's so good," but like that doesn't mean anything, you know? Like, how can you actually do anything with think. that? <laughs> think of good ideas, yeah, yeah. But people love stuff like that. All right, yeah. it's time for my vacation. I'm done with you. Where you doing? Wait, you didn't tell anybody where you're what what you're doing. Are you, it's not another beach one, right? No, we're going to see Ben Platt. Oh, right, right. You're going to Boston. You're actually leaving your home state. We're home, leaving Crazy. the home state without kids and not. For, this is the first. Nancy pointed out this Ooh, is the first sexy time trip. It's the first trip me and Nancy have ever taken that has no kids and wasn't work related. Damn. In how long? Ever since we had kids. Yeah, it's been twelve years. So I'm pretty time. pumped. Yeah. Maybe you should do it more often. Maybe we should. Maybe we should make it a weekly thing. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You have on the PTO, right. don't you? Mm, they changed it to flexible. Now it's flexible oh, PTO. Those VHS. I <laughs> uh, know, man. It's pretty it's pretty sketchy. Yeah. Alright, later. Fucking Microsoft. Bye. Bye. Bye.